Hey, um, your girl has a bunch of anxiety right now, so what better thing to talk about than genuinely apologizing? Um, that's something that I came across recently, was just learning or trying to train myself to genuinely apologize um and what I mean by that is I'll give you a little background history um I've had a best friend for the past five years and we've been through a lot together um we're just kind of each other's yin and yang I really really love her um but (laughs) Due to my mental illness, and no, it's not for aesthetic, it's, it's the real thing. <laughs> um, because of that, she and I started to get some space between us, and it was harder for me to go out with her. So, um, she, I think the last straw for her was um, that she invited me to a tulip festival where we live um and I was just like praying like just praying to find an excuse not to go and no it's not because I don't love her it's not because I don't value her it's because I was genuinely scared I was afraid um and off subject for a minute like not talking about apologizing uh for a quick second I have a really hard time letting people know, like, who I am fully. Um, I've always been a pleaser, so pleasing people is something that's very important to me. Um, Pleasing is also, like, a full-time job because I try, as well as other pleasers, try so hard to um, keep a happy mood and keep people laughing and smiling. And if they aren't laughing and smiling, then you feel like you failed, or at least I do, I feel like I failed. Um, And just getting into a relationship, I'm learning more about myself. Like for instance, how hard it is to be myself 100% with other people. Um, Like it's something that I still need oodles and oodles of work on. But with my boyfriend, it's really tough because I'm always thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, like, you're being too quiet. Like, you're not laughing at his jokes. Like, you're such a bitch. And it's not that I'm a bitch. It's just that I'm kind of fighting my own mental battle right now. So even getting out is an accomplishment for me. Uh, And I know that sounds probably super dramatic to uh, whoever's listening, <laughs> probably no one. It's okay. Um, but when you have like anxiety, it's it can be really tough. It can be really tough. Um, there's like so much I want to talk about. It's crazy. Um, it's <laughs> I have to try to keep on subject. Okay, so we're talking about genuinely apologizing, and then I was giving some back history on why my friend decided to not be my friend. Okay, Tulip Festival. That's right. She invited me to a tulip festival in uh, San Francisco, which is um, 
nearby where I live. So I, when she first initially texted me saying like, hey girl, let's go to a tulip festival. Like they're going to give out free flowers. We'll get to look at really pretty things. I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Like I'll be outside. I'll be getting air. Um, I'll get over the fear of going out with a friend and showing her feelings that aren't necessarily always positive and smiley and laughy. Like I'll just get to be myself and maybe I'll surprise myself and um, not be super caught up in my feelings of anxiety or whatever the case may be. So like I said, when she texted me, I was like, you know what, let's do it. I'm down. Let's go. Um, and then came the night before and right before I was about to go to bed, which a little side note here, I get most of my anxiety at night, like, um, morning and night are, uh, really vulnerable moments for me and anxiety, uh, can attack me a lot easier during those times. Um, so it was nighttime. I was getting ready for bed, just calming myself down And I got a text from her saying like, hey, are we still on for tomorrow? And I just got so nervous. And I was like, I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And the amount of anxiety I felt, just to give you an example, was like, if, uh, sorry, it's my dog. He's snoring. Um, it's the amount of anxiety that. I would imagine you'd feel if you'd never if you didn't know how to fly a plane and somebody all of a sudden made you fly a plane, you know? So, um So yeah. Um it's just a really intense kind of fear and that's I mean, so many people have different ways of explaining how anxiety feels and I have Um, I have kind of an analogy I use, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but anyway, she did, um, message me and I freaked out and I was just thinking to myself like, nope, I cannot do this. I can't, like, I don't want her. It was just like crippling to me to think of her seeing me in a different light other than what I'd been presenting, which some could say is superficial. And it kind of was like, I was a little bit just letting her see what was on the surface and not letting her in. Um, but I mean, if she didn't say anything, if she didn't notice then I felt in my heart that I was doing it right. I was doing friendship, right? Um, so I text her. Um, so I actually thought of like a sneaky little plan. And if you have anxiety, you have a lot of sneaky little plans to get you out of going out or avoiding situations that scare you. My plan was, okay, it's kind of foggy today. I'm almost 100% sure it's going to rain tomorrow in San Francisco. So I checked the weather and sure enough, it was going to rain. Uh, my friend doesn't drive. I don't drive. So we were going to take Bart out to the Tulip Festival. And I was like, hey, like, um, I don't think I can go. It's going to rain. And, um, I've been like, I don't think that it's a good idea. Um, and she was like, oh, okay, well, I'm still going to go. So if you change your mind, let me know. And even before she invited me to the Tulip Festival, it was her birthday, um, the week before. And she had invited me to go to a Chinese festival or like a Chinese parade. And I, myself, um, 
have extreme sensory like sensitivity I know it like sounds like I'm like such a little bitch like with all of these um little like I don't know quirks and ticks and I don't mean to sound that way but that is just the way it is and I don't just sit on my ass like not doing anything about my mental health I actively go to therapy group therapy see psychiatrists take medications vitamins try to get out like I fight this I fight this like nobody's business um but there are some things that you just cannot change um oh yeah (laughs) just got super passionate out of nowhere (laughs) um So I, when I received the text of her saying like, let's go to a Chinese parade, I was like, oh, no, 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 like, like I already knew it was going to be super loud. And not only that, it wasn't just going to be herself and I, it was going to be like her mom and like a couple of her other friends. And I was like, oh, like, I don't, I really don't feel like meeting new people right now. I don't. Like, I can barely keep up with you and my few other friends, and it's going to be difficult for me to let other people in and try to, like, socialize with them. Um, Because it's very scary for me to get into friendships um, without reading a person or, like, talking to somebody and not being able to read them. And, um, yeah, so I said no to the parade. I said, and then I ended up not going to the Tulip Festival and it sucked like it sucked i felt horrible um but another little uh personality thing that i'm working on is that if i hang out with somebody for a long time then i begin i begin to get really comfortable with them so lately that's been my boyfriend we've spent a lot of time together and i've kind of put our relationship on a pedestal um and So the day that it was going to rain and I said no to the parade, um, he invited me to just go chill at his house and meet his dogs. And honestly, I don't know if this makes me like bad, like a bad person or not, or it was like a bad decision. But for somebody who suffers so greatly with anxiety, the thought of just hanging out at your boyfriend's house with four dogs was just so much more appealing to my anxiety-written mind than going to, like, getting all wet, going on BART, um, going all the way out to San Francisco, and then um, staying out in the rain um, and trying really hard to be your, trying really hard to, like, be yourself with your friend, um, that just sounded so stressful to me, so I texted my friend, and I told her, like, hey, I'm not gonna go to the parade, and I ended up going out with my boyfriend, and I met his dogs, that was great, um, and, uh, he has this dog that is kind of, like, my favorite, because she looks like a little jelly bean, um, she's, like, kind of muscular, but also, like, fat, so kind of like me (laughs) and so we just have like this connection and um I tried really hard to make friends with her because she was um a little aggressive thing and she was just staring me down and growling and barking but um there was one moment where 
I was like feeding her a little like doggy bacon treat and I guess that just like flipped a switch for her and we became friends at least for the next like second and a half that it took her to eat it and she let me hold her and oh my god just like holding her felt so good she was just so chubby but like thick oh she was so cute and her little like belly like fit perfectly in my hand it was amazing so I like to capture moments because it's really easy for me to think like oh my god I'm so anxious my life is shit it's always been shit it'll always be shit so I like to take pictures of happy moments so that way I can remind myself like okay this moment that you were holding Cassie and her little pot belly was hanging out and her fat was squishing between your fingers like you were happy then you weren't suffering so I asked my boyfriend to take a picture and we ended up getting a couple really cute pictures and that night I I didn't even think about it like it didn't even cross my mind I was like oh my god I really just want to post this picture of um my boyfriend's dog and I um and I did and um I think my friend saw that and I it didn't cross my mind or occur to me that she would see it because I wasn't even thinking about it I'm like oh she's probably with her friends like having a good time at the tulip festival so um I usually like to post pictures on Instagram at night um so that way when I wake up in the morning I have like all my notifications and it makes me feel important (laughs) so um I went to bed after posting that and when I woke up in the morning I looked at my phone and there was a text from my friend um saying I tried really hard to be patient with you um but you hurt my feelings and um I don't think I can be your friend anymore, and I hope you have a good life. Um, My whole body froze. Like, my whole body froze, and my eyes kind of just stuck on my phone, and my brain was just rereading and rereading and rereading to make sure that what I was reading was correct, and, like, was she really the one who sent it, and, like, is this really happening, and I, like, I couldn't move my body for a couple of minutes, and after that, um, things didn't really sink in, and, um, I felt, I felt nothing for a little bit, uh, because my body and my emotions were very numb, I just wasn't ready to handle that kind of pain so I decided like my body just instinctively decided not to feel that um and then some time went on and I mean I checked all my platforms so I was like okay she blocked me on this 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 and this and if you have an iPhone like uh like kind of of a quick way you can check to see if someone blocked you was like if you send a message them and they also have an iPhone if your message does not say delivered after you send the message it's like most likely that they've blocked you um so my message wasn't going through um and all I could message back was like what question mark question mark question mark because I like I don't know like okay I don't know if that was like a big enough reason to not want to be my friend and just like want me out of your life 100% one of my issues is like I do not like it when people uh 
cut me off or yeah like leave without an explanation like in my mind I'm going through a hundred thousand million reasons why why she left like what I did or what I could have done better like if you're gonna leave someone do it right don't half-ass leave somebody like if you really want to leave me or not have me in your life I want you to say that so that way I'm not thinking in my head like oh like maybe I'll have a chance of being you know like no like tell me straight up what you want um and I didn't get that and I first felt numb and then I felt anger and that anger helped me to feel numb and not let the sadness sink in um and it wasn't until like a week or two later um because I guess another little note here is that um I am I stopped Effexor super abruptly I was like on 112 mg and I went from 112 to zero like just cold turkey um yeah if you want to get off of Effexor I do not recommend that at all it is so intense so intense and I've dealt with a lot of intense feelings in my time but this is for sure one for the books I feel shitty like all the time that's for that's for another time um so Effexor gets me super in my feels because I'm extremely vulnerable this medication that once made me extremely happy is now being uh detoxed from my system and so that artificial happy is now real sad like real anxious real upset angry irritable all the time anyway a week or two later I started feeling very very sad and I just like felt extremely desperate like I needed to get her back like I wanted her I wanted to just apologize and then in my mind in a perfect world this is how it would go I'd be like hey girl um, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. Like, I wish that we could be friends again. Um, I should have never done this. Like, like, please, can we talk things out? Um, and then she would be like, oh, yeah, like, I read your message. Thank you for reaching out. Um, yeah, like, let's talk it out. I'll call you at this time. That's kind of in my mind how I thought it would go. Because typically that's how it goes with my sisters and I. And we get into arguments all the time. Nothing serious, but, you know, we always work things out. And so I figured it would be that way with my friend. Not the case. I apologized to her. And this is where um, I really start to get into apologizing genuinely. When I was apologizing to her, I was in a very desperate state. And that can happen a lot when you're in a relationship whether you lose a friend, whether just anybody in your life just leaves you cold turkey, you become very desperate. And whether you're withdrawing from effects or not, that's just something that happens. So I, um, I became, I was desperate. I wanted to be her friend. I wanted her to take me back. Um, and I was not expecting the response that I got. And the response that I got was, okay, thank you. And I was like, what? Like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not my vision. <laughs> Little Cheetah Girls reference there. But seriously, it wasn't my vision. Like, I was like, that's not how I wanted things to go. I was supposed to apologize to you. And you were supposed to accept it. And then we're going to be friends again. 
But one thing we can't avoid in life is change. And the change in response that she gave me versus what I thought I was going to get really threw me for a loop. And it's like I got a little bit of anger again. But again, I was so desperate that I just wanted to hear her say, okay, let's be friends again. And then I felt like that was... Like those were like the magic words and I would feel okay. Um, but that didn't happen. And she, um, so after she said, okay, thanks. I was like, um, which by the way, she unblocked me. I was going to send the message whether she got it or not, but my message went through. So that meant that she unblocked me and after she sent that, I was like, oh my god, like, I miss you so much, like, um, like, can we just, like, talk it out, um, like, and then, and then I got into, like, I guess, desperate mode, where, even more desperate, where I was, like, um, I was, like, thank you so much for, like, all the memories that we've created together, which is very true, like, I did make a lot, we did have a lot of great memories together, But I was, I think subconsciously, I was doing that to make her feel bad, to make her reminisce on our good memories, and then, like, have her come back to me and be like, oh my god, yeah, like, you're right, we had so many good memories, and I was like, um, and then I kind of said goodbye, and then she responded, and, um, it still wasn't the response that I was fishing for. But that's the whole effing problem is like I was fishing for a response and I would get very angry when I didn't get the response that I wanted. Hence, it was not a genuine apology. Um, A genuine apology is when you wholeheartedly apologize to somebody and don't expect anything back. Um... And I was expecting something back. I was expecting her friendship back. And no, that doesn't make me a bad person. Um, It's not wrong to want somebody back. But that's the difference. Wanting somebody back and expecting somebody back. It's completely her choice. Um, So she messaged me saying that she felt manipulated. And that I was being dramatic. uh, Which I can agree to now that I've kind of stepped out of the situation. Um... And then I text her again. And at this point, I'm, like, crying. I'm really upset. I don't, like, I'm just, I'm not really 100%. I wasn't in a stable place. I was um, feeling pretty crappy. And so I just wanted validation from her, I guess. And um, I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not trying to manipulate you. And I'm really sorry that you feel that way. Um, and I don't know. I forget what I said. Uh, but uh, it said that she read my text and that she just didn't reply. So then I got really angry because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how dare she call me manipulative and say that I'm dramatic when all I'm trying to do is get her love back and her friendship back. And that's all I want and nothing else. But. It really changed my train of thought when um, I had like an on the phone appointment with my therapist. And a little side note is that my friend and I met at therapy. We have the same therapist. We met in the waiting room. Um, 
so my therapist knows her and her therapist knows me because they're the same person and um I don't know I think that's I feel like my therapist is kind of playing the middleman right now um so my therapist called me and I was like we're not friends anymore and she doesn't like me and she called me manipulative and she was being mean like straight up like kindergartner shit but um My therapist was like, well, from what you're saying and like the messages that you've read me, it sounds that you had like an ulterior motive. Like you didn't want to just apologize. You wanted to apologize to get her back. Um, and then I was I was angry. I was like, well, is it so wrong that I want my friend back? And she was like, yeah, but like you need to see that. It would have been a bit different had you just said, I'm sorry, I realize what I've done. And even though we were both right, like I was feeling, I was right to feel the way I felt and she was right to feel the way she felt. Like we both had valid feelings, but at that moment, she was the one who needed to be validated. Um, And when you have anxiety, I don't know about everybody, but for me, I like to make analogies because they help me to see things a bit clearer. Um, And it kind of, I know this may sound completely far-fetched, but it reminded me of the Black Lives Matter movement, Um, where there was that whole debate of, like, people saying, like, um, yeah, like, all lives matter. Okay, obviously, obviously, but black people were the ones who were were in a lot of turmoil and that's what the whole movement was like they were the ones who needed validation who needed to be uplifted and um recognized like obviously big picture all lives matter but at the moment we we were needing to focus on black lives and in my mind that's kind of how it clicked like okay, both and I, both like my friend and I matter, our feelings matter. But at that current moment, what my friend needed to hear was, I'm sorry for what I did. Um, I apologize to you. Um, I don't expect anything in return. Um, If you want to be friends, I'm here. But I just want to say that I'm sorry. Something like that would have been so much better. And I actually ended up texting her something similar the day after my therapist and I talked. And the response that I got, not that I was expecting a response, but I got a response from her saying, thank you for saying that. Um, I think you have a good heart. Um, And I could, like, just the shift in responses from, like, you're being manipulative and dramatic which I, I probably was being, to thank you for saying that you have a good heart. Um, the difference was astronomical. And even though she's not saying, like, let's be friends, like, um, let's talk it out, it doesn't, it's not as upsetting to me because I'm not expecting it. And so just saying, like, I'm sorry, here it is. 
I'm presenting my apology to you and I'm I'm leaving it there and I'm backing off now. Um and maybe she needs time and maybe she'll want to be my friend in the future and maybe she won't. But that is up to her because I have said my piece and I'm I meant it with the best intentions with everything like and I'm not expecting anything in return if she wants to be my friend that's amazing that's wonderful I'll be over the moon if she doesn't want to be my friend that's her choice and I'll I'll have to respect that so yeah that was just kind of a little little epiphany I had this week I just wanted to share it because maybe um somebody out there has had a hard time genuinely apologizing or knowing the difference between a genuine apology and apologizing with expectation. Yeah, so that is it. <laughs> uh, sweet dreams. <laughs>